Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Rest is a part of our inheritance in the kingdom because it gives us the capacity to view life from a God-conscious perspective. From rest, we are empowered to possess our possessions. Rest is the key to overcoming our trust issues and living in the provisions and blessings that God has for us. When we live in rest, we only think of life as a possibility for God and nothing else. So rest gives us an assurance that God is not only present, he's actually working. This always gives us the confidence to inherit. So here's a clip discussing what rest can look like in your life and how you can practice it in your relationship with God. Enjoy. Rest is also a part of your inheritance. Let me read you this from Deuteronomy 12, verse 9. For you have not as yet come to the resting place and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. Two things are always connected. Rest actually is a part of your inheritance, It's a major part of your inheritance. It's also the doorway through which your inheritance will come to you. Because rest gives you a capacity to view life in a particular way so that you're always more God-conscious than anything else. So from rest, we are empowered to possess our possessions. Sometimes we lack provision and blessing Because we have a trust issue. Our concern is, will God do this for me? I know that he'll do it for him or her, but will he do it for me? We have a trust issue a lot of time. With rest, there's never a trust issue. Rest is so powerful, it gives you a confidence because it always, it not just tells you who you are, it keeps you in the place where you should be. Yeah? So rest and your inheritance, they have to go together because when you're living in rest, you're only thinking of life as a possibility for God, nothing else. So your inheritance is always made available to you and rest gives you the capacity to see beyond what's in front of you to see the thing that's behind it. Rest allows you to see the provision of God through the problem that is present. Rest knows that if there's a problem here, there has to be a provision here. So, yippee, let's go find the provision. Rest gives you an assurance that God is not only present, he's actually working. So, a person in rest has the confidence to inherit. Always. So, rest is always a renewal. Rest is a part of your renewal. A person not living in rest will always need some ministry to get refreshing. A person living in rest never needs a refreshing. They carry it with them all the time. We're not averse to a top-up, but it's not actually a need. You understand what I'm saying? We don't actually let our renewing get to a point of need. You know, the the real place to live in renewal is that... um, Because of all the things that God is doing, he's always making space inside me, and I'm always responding to that change, then I'll always need a top-up. 
But once you've got to a place where you need, where renewal is a need, there's actually something wrong with your life. Yeah? Something's leaking out. Yeah? So renewal is not a need. It's just a consequence of God's made more room. We need to fill that. We must fill that space. But it's not a need because I have actually um, allowed things to drain away from me. Rest is a brilliant way to plug up all the gaps. Yeah, it fills you. It gives you a confidence. It gives you an inheritance. Rest is a major part of your renewal. When you live in a place of rest, you are so God conscious that renewal is a constant. Yeah? The journey of faith cannot be made without rest and peace. Faith depends upon our capacity to rest in the nature of God. So, uh, every day when you wake up, one of the first things you should be experiencing is a rest, is a peace. So it's important the way, what you do the last thing at night before you go to bed needs to be just a celebration of rest. Just a few minutes, just to celebrate rest. Lord, I want you in my dreams. You know, I don't want nightmares, I want you in my dreams. I wanna, if I'm going to dream, I want to dream about something about you. But I'm, the, the last thing I do at the end of the day is celebrate rest and who I am in Jesus. I'm going to bed. I'm expecting a good night's sleep. If I don't get one, you know, luckily you get another chance the next day. Yeah? So how good is that? So, but I'm expecting, therefore, to wake up in a sense of rest and peace. That when I'm getting out of my bed, I'm not thinking about all the stuff I've got to do today. My first thought is about rest. It's about presence. It's about, Lord, we're just going to make some coffee and we'll chat as we do that. Yeah? So if you end your day God conscious, you'll start your day God conscious. Rest, it gives you a core conviction about God that you can fully trust. And therefore can relax into. So for me, one of my core convictions about God is that he is the kindest person I've ever met in my entire life. I don't know anybody kinder than God. And he has been relentlessly kind to me for many, many, many years. I think we're talking now 18, 19 years where I've never had a day in all that time when God has not said something or done something that was kind. Whatever God is, He is relentlessly. And you need to get on the relentlessly good side of God. Yeah? Where He is relentless in His goodness, in His own nature, in His kindness, in His beauty. I like uh, favor as a possibility for life. That all my life circumstances have to come with favor because I'm in Christ. It's like, duh, it's a given. You're in Christ, how can you not be favored? Yeah? You're in Christ, how can you not live under the bias of God? 
I like the fact that God is incredibly biased towards me. I trade on it all the time. When I bought my house, I bought it uh, with a conviction of the bias of God. So uh, the company I was buying from the house from, they had to come under my conviction. And so I made an offer that which was like $120,000 below. It's a new, brand new house below. And they said, I, I can't take that. He said, I can't take that to the company. They're, they're just going to flat out say no. I said, well, that's cool. They can't kill me because it's illegal in the state of California. <laughs> they can only say no, and I've never been afraid of no in my life. So they came back with a counteroffer. So I came back with an offer that was worse than my first one. <laughs> so I came back with, I said, okay, I want 120000 and um, I want to pay 5% deposit, and you've got to pay all the, all the costs. He said, Graham, that's a worse offer than you just made. I said, yeah, but God is biased towards me, and you turned down my first answer, so he's a little tick right now. <laughs> so... The next day, they said, yeah. So, you have an intentional bias that works in your favor. So, you need to use it. It would be silly not to use it, right? Same when I went to buy a car. I had an idea. I knew the car. As soon as I walked onto the lot, I saw the car I wanted. So I did all my negotiating on a different car. On a car that was much more expensive that I didn't want. So I did all my negotiating. And I got him down to a point where he says, you're cutting my throat. And I said, well, dude, I can't accept that offer. And he said, well, I don't know what I can do. And I said, well, well what about that car? What would you give me for that? And he said, and he's like, at this point in time, he's like, I just need to get rid of this guy. <laughs> He gave me an incredible price on the car I actually wanted. Christians are brilliant at this stuff. Yeah? But here's the thing. You have to go into that thing in an attitude of rest. It didn't matter to me if I didn't buy the car that day. I would just come back. And I think he realized... I'm never going to get rid of this guy. What's that? It's relentless. We are relentless about what we believe. We're relentless about what we want to experience. We're relentless about the rest that we live in. We're just like the Lord. He's relentless. And we're learning to be the same. We're not kids. We're not going to be tossed to and fro by every wind and every wave and all that kind of stuff. We have rest that keeps us calm and stabilized in every situation we enter into. I go into every situation. I expect to win. I don't need to win right now, you know, if it's not possible. But I am going to come back. And then I'm going to come back. And then, hi, it's me. I'm going to come back. Yeah, Because if I have a conviction about something, my rest is going to see that that conviction is realized. Yeah? Through rest, we can go into every situation and expect to win. Now that's exciting. It gives us the core conviction to know who God is for us and who we are in Him so that we can enjoy resting in the Lord. To learn more, 
on how you can practice rest in your relationship with God and how to deepen your trust in Him and receive more of your inheritance, go to brilliantbookhouse.com and search for the practice of rest. Thank you so much for listening.